Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is yours, Julie John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> 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 Welcome to Slusher Radio. It's your boy Bones and Bobby Spietzer. Mate, what's going on? They just got out from under the bed. Oh, shit. <laughs> Wait, I forgot you said that. I completely forgot you said under the bed. <laughs> seen some things. I've seen some things. Oh, man. who? If you could pick one bed to be under, whose would it be? Tom Brady. Oh, God. Yeah, cocksucker. <laughs> I'd probably catch him doing some fucked up things. Oh my god, he'd have Giselle tied to the fucking ceiling. <laughs> Imagine that, you'd be on a t- Tom Brady's bed and you have to be like, okay, 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 I'd rather go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just come, fu- you just crawl out from under it and walk out without saying a word. Tom be like, oh shit, baby, look, it's another one. <laughs> what, what do you mean? Where do you put them? <laughs> you see another one dead in the corner. Oh no, that's what those bones were. <laughs> oh shit, Mink, we're back. We got pastrami swinging, and we have Bill Mosley this week. Bill fucking Mosley again. <laughs> he's a friend now. He's a pal. He's a repeat offender on Slasher Radio. Yep, he's back, better than ever, and we're gonna be sharing that interview with you shortly. But we got some thanks to get to before that. Come on now. We gotta pull it out, man. Don't you know? There's an on button and on zip before we just whip it out. You know, I'm very upset that I don't have an, a zipper sound effect. Damn. Fuck. That sucks. Um, but yeah, make let's get into the shout outs so we can get into the news so we can get into Bill Mosley. So, uh, go to 12nightsofhorror.com, promotehorror.com, horrormoviestuff.com. Go check all them out. But don't forget to go to Friday13thFranchise.com They got all your Friday 13th needs in one choice. Look at that. Okay, would you? There you go. Yeah, so that that's that. I mean, what the hell? Uh, last week we did Creep Show. Yeah. Dude, you know, I kind of I, I want to go back. I didn't have time this week, but I do want to go back and watch some other Creep Show stuff. It really got me in that, that anthology mood. There's a lot of good content for Creep Show, man. You know, like we should, we should go and check out some other ones I got. Yeah, and then we started talking about Are You Afraid of the Dark and Tales from the Crypt and you know all that. Like, I mean, it's just it really spawns so much other shit. So they even have a sequel. They do, and I still want to. I watched a few of the um, the ones that Greg Nicotero did. Uh, he was on here with us too. Another another salami boy sat. In, kicked it with us for a little bit you can go back and listen to that i never got a chance to finish his rendition of creep show so i want to check that out too yeah i gotta i gotta check it out entirely because i haven't even seen any of it i know i know that'd be fun also speaking of our uh going back and listening to our shit i mean slasherradio.com is finally done and up and ready to go <laughs> it's up there finally 
Holy shit. What a fuck. It's the best website ever. <laughs> Wait, what? Don't be rude. <laughs> best website ever in the world. Yeah, it, it really, it looks really good. Go check it out, guys. Because not only can you go check out our episodes on there, but we have news on there. Like You can literally go through horror news and check all that shit out. Oh, we're not live, by the way. You guys, they, they're, they're spoiled. See, that's what they get for thinking. Thinking <laughs> that you know. You don't know. Yeah. yeah. We're not live. Um, we have, as we said, we have Bill Mosley on, so, you know. You don't know. Get back under the bed. <laughs> get back under there, you rat bastards. Babe, you thought we were online. I sent them back under the bed. Under the bed. <laughs> Under the yeah. bed, you. Under yeah, there. Don't make me call the dogs. <laughs> you like it when I treat you bad, don't you? Oh, 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 God. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, when, when, we are not live. Um, you know, interviews are not easy to to accommodate our because uh, usually we're around eleven to midnight ish on Saturday nights. So you know. Not easy to do. So you're getting, I mean, make that getting Bill Mosley isn't a bad trade off for a live show. It ain't, it ain't too bad. They should be grateful. Yeah, they don't got nothing to bitch about. We spoil them too much, man. Like every time you bring you, bring you fucking spoil little kid out, they want something. They want something. I know, right? Too much. We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to give them the old fucking stiffy and then stop doing the show for like a month. Oh, shit. Gotta, gotta, gotta drop the habit hard on them, man. <laughs> shit up that's right put them in their place but um yeah we're not live uh but we do have i mean we these guys are awesome uh just to name some of our the writers that we have rob humphrey everyone's familiar with rob freaking humphrey uh sherry white we got jamie jamie gobble she was on make fucking eraser head you ain't never gonna forget that one the make i still have so many questions and not one answered. I don't. All I know is Uncle Stevie would have made a good Eraserhead. Oh God, make I watched Eraserhead with Uncle Stevie, and it's such a quiet movie. He fills in the commentary like you think he would if he was in it. Oh yeah, yeah, that. yeah. A, a lot of I mean, you guys don't know about watching a movie with our Uncle Stevie. I got a small talk, but. It, the commentary is incredible. We were sitting there watching Friday, and he was like, Jason. 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 Oh, there, Jason. It's the stupid shit. Like He'd stab the shit out of somebody. Go, oh, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. And then before you know it, he's got this whole thing throughout the movie where he's looking for fucking Jason. Yeah. He's unbelievable. But yeah, we we have a. I mean, uh, IR Chris is going to do some uh, game reviews for us. Uh, uh, Corey Mate uh, Manson, uh, Manson Mason, a bunch of people. We're going to go through it. Mick, I think we should have Rob on and really like break down the you know the articles and all that. Yeah, why not? Yeah, we need to do that. So we'll go a little more in depth. Um, but go to SlasherRadio.com, man. We got a lot of content up there. All our episodes. You can listen. There's a nice little player on there. You can listen to our episodes nice and easy. And while you're surfing the website, going from article to article, we have a little player on the bottom where you can start to listen to an episode 
And if you go to another page, the player will remember where you were on that episode and pick it up when the next page loads. I mean, come on. People look at that. Come on, man. Come on. Well, what more do you guys want? Jesus. They're, they're going to get fucking slapped with some peanut butter jelly next time. They can pick shit up. Peanut butter and jelly? I'm going to put peanut butter on one hand, jelly on the other hand, and I'm just going to fucking pop out. <laughs> wow. They're getting too spoiled. Damn. Yeah, I mean, you got a point. Why the fuck did they get a fucking a media player on the website built in like that for their, their listening, enjoyment, and convenience? Jeez. Yeah, I know, man. We got everything on there. So go check it out. Um, yeah, it, a lot of work went into it. So, you know, just it was a nightmare and a half. I like, We said, like, what was it, like over a month ago that it was going to be out in a few weeks. And so <laughs> here we are. There's a blooper tab. Uh, you, it's disguised, and you don't know which one it is, but if you click it, it brings you to a picture of my cock. <laughs> oh, dear God. Fatality. <laughs> Imagine that. That, like, that, would be, that would be scary. I'm like, oh, wow. I wonder, I, wonder, I wonder what their shop is looking like. Oh, no, it's a dick. Oh, Freddy Krueger. Oh. Like, it'll show them the page for like three seconds and then just turn over straight to a fucking... Stevie's cock. <laughs> oh God, that might be on the website. You should take his cock. You should take his little cock, and you should deck it out in a fucking Red Sox hat, a oh. big poppy jersey, and then put like a, a fucking uh, thing in the background. Maybe that little silly green monster thingy. Man, he'd be pissed. Well, he's got a little cock. <laughs> He, he, indeed he does, but he would be very angry. They call it the Boston Bean. <laughs> the Bean Town Bean. <laughs> the Bean Town Bean. I got a small cock. Uh. <laughs> From now on, that's how I pronounce cock. I mean, it, it would make me personally very happy. If you, it's something about the way clock. Clock. <laughs> It sounds so good. Like it wants to be cork so bad, but it's not. It's not. Right at the end, it changes to cork. <laughs> cork. Cork. Little Stevie Cork. <laughs> oh shit. But yeah, check out that website, will you? Hell yeah, yeah. Go check it out. There's a lot of shit on there. You will not be disappointed. So, and favorite that bitch too, because we're gonna be, uh, you know, there's gonna be a lot of hard news. We had. uh uh, shit, what was it, The Walking Dead, uh, I mean, we didn't have the website up then, but I tweeted out the preview images that AMC sent us directly, so, I mean, you know, it was shit, the hell, yeah, damn. what more do you want, you people? And it's running, finally, we got it back. Yes, on. thank God. Jesus. Right? It took, it took a long time to reverse the damage Disney did. Make you know, not for nothing, that could have had something to do with it. She <laughs> encrypted it with all kinds of fucking cock. Yeah, she encrypted it with with something that will just constantly break it and will block listeners of our show at random. <laughs> and just fuck everything up real good. Oh and then God. I'm going to continue to listen to the show. Yeah. And then I'm going to block everybody when Bobby tries to send me pictures of his cock. <laughs> That, that's pretty much the, the timeline. Yeah. That's that's pretty correct. Yeah. Uh, Her law. Yeah. 
bitch. You want to get into the news, Mike? <laughs> sure. <laughs> On that note. It's time for spitballing the news with Bobby Spitzer. <laughs> Oh, shit. All right. A lot of the stuff that we're going to be talking about right now is going to be coming from bloodydisgusting.com because we're still... The the site just went live today. So, you know, I don't know what you people expect. But, you know, going forward, we're going to be discussing the new segment, Spitball in the News with Bobby Spitzer, is going to be featured content from SlasherRadio.com. So, there you go, Dave. Bada-bing, yeah. You know what, Mike? Even with this thing, actually, I think... I can hold on. Uh oh! Holy shit! Are you pulling it out? I'm not pulling. I don't have the oh, ability to pull it out on you right now. Jesus. But I can share my screen. One, two, three. Well, that's a start. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It's a decent start. We can start from there and then build and rebuild. And then we can rebuild. Uh, first up, NECA unleashes official images of their two upcoming Victor Crowley toys. Man, that, NECA's been pulling salami out. Yeah, and I stink those, man. They're clean. Right? I mean, they got one of them that's kind of like a cartoony sort of version, and it's fun. And the other one is just full-on... There, There's Mr. Crowley. Well, he's a really good character, man. I really think they should uh, build on him. I agree. I agree. But, man, can you see my screen right now? Oh, I see it now. Oh, he does. Oh. I mean, he's got... Look at the, the size of the head and the body to the arms and the hands. Play the sound effect, man. Uh, that's, what I, that's what I was going to do. Oh, where the fuck is it? No! Hiawatha! Tiny Hannah Ho. Oh, shit. All the penises and vaginas. Tiny Hannah Ho. Um... But yeah, I mean, Victor Crowley, dude. You brought up recently uh, how you really did enjoy Victor Crowley. Yeah, but he was pretty bad in. Did you know he was played by Kane Hodder? Yeah, no, I don't remember that. Did that ruin it at all? No, not really. Okay. I mean, he, he did a little Crowley. He did. He did. I'll do he, did that. he did. He's good for running around and yelling at the... Jesus Christ. <laughs> <sighs> On that note. <laughs> um, next up, Ryan Murphy. I don't know who the fuck that is. Reveals American Horror Story Season 10 cast. I'm not going to mention everybody on here, but the one I want to get your thought on, Macaulay Culkin is going to be an American Horror Story next season. Oh, God. I can already see where this is going. Why? He's going to have flashbacks. He's going to have flashbacks. To Michael Jackson? No, when he was home alone, man. God. Oh, I'm sorry. Jesus. Wow. I'm just fucking with you. I knew that's where it was. <laughs> you are fake news. <laughs> Wrong. Yeah. He's going to be thinking about Mr. Jackson. I'm going to be thinking about Bill patching me. God. <laughs> I I don't know. Have you, you haven't caught any of the American Horror Stories, have you? No, I know they did that splasher thing. Right, right. And that's the only one I've seen, and I was very disappointed. So, I never got into that, though. Man, I, my aunt, my grandmother used to fucking 
binge watched the fuck out of it. Yeah. But, uh, I never, I never seen the big uh, appeal. I guess you could say. Yeah, I I didn't. I never got into it. The one time I did try, because I had a couple friends that were telling me, gotta watch it, gotta watch it. The one time I did try was the... God damn, it was like a, a mental hospital kind of thing, and it was weird. Like, way out there, bizarro, freaks kind of weird, but it was too bizarre, and I didn't like it. And everyone who I tell that to said it was the worst season. But then I watched the slasher one, and I got pissed off at episode one and didn't watch it again. So, one nice thing was like they were ghosts, and they were still in the house with people. Hmm. But I told you the ghost side of the things, and then to the ghost, the people were the ghosts. Yeah. So it was weird. And yeah. It's like I don't think there was enough content for what they were trying to do a plot on. Right. Like they told you what was going on. They're like, I right, just act. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I think the moral to this is that um, uh, American Horror Story is going to suck again. So yeah. no offense to Macaulay Culkin, but I guess kind of. Yeah. He's got to really, he's got to really lock his doors and his back door, especially. Uh, Mink, I will give them this: if they do something on stairs with a paint can, I'll give them a little something. Yeah, that's a good little nod. Hey, right. It's a good little nod. Yeah. You know. It's as long as they don't dangle them out of the window or anything like that. <laughs> I think it'll be good. I think it'll be good, man. You know? You defend Michael Jackson way too much I to did, make that I joke. didn't say anything about Michael Jackson. You didn't have to. I didn't say anything about him. <laughs> I need a Michael Jackson sound effect so bad. God damn it. You know who would be a good in American Horror Story, man? Just fucking do it with Charlie Sheen. Oh dear God! It would I have to be that Oh, dude, it would be such a tragedy that it'd be scary. Yeah, he'd fuck everything though. Uh, but yeah, fucking horror story. Oh, Dead by Daylight. Ah, you're peeking. You're peeking. I see it, man. You synced it. All right. So since you mentioned it, next up, you're going to be happy about this. Dead by Daylight going mobile this spring for Android and iOS devices. Ooh. Mink, now let me ask you, because you're the Dead by Daylight connoisseur. Because some games don't translate well to mobile. How do you think this will work out? I don't know. They did pretty good with Call of Duty, man, if they use it like they did with that. Yeah. The thing is, it's just like, I need to feel buttons to play. Me too. You know, like, it can do a really good job, and I do think these phones are getting to a point to where they can display resolutions right. to a point where it's playable, but just something about tapping on that phone that just takes away. Well, to be fair, I mean, if you get a Bluetooth controller, yeah, you know, you could prop that bitch up on the desk and go to town. Yeah, I mean, your battery will be dead after about a game and a half. But, but you know what, man? You slide that bitch on a charger. Yeah, playing. or on a dock, even a dock. On a dock. <laughs> Go town. I'm all for that. Fuck yeah, make it mobile, man. You know how many people will be able to play together too? Mm, well, phone. that's the thing. I don't know. Um, let's see. Uh, having conquered consoles and PC, blah blah blah. 
Dead by Daylight Mobile will be fully optimized and offer the same game gameplay modes that fans enjoy with whoa, new controls and experience carefully crafted mobile devices. Um, it doesn't say anything about it being compatible where you can play with people on, you know, consoles. No, 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 a bit like, you know, because everybody's got a phone. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're right. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone sitting on a bus could definitely just be playing Dead by Daylight. What are you doing playing Dead by Daylight? Oh, nice. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember when Madden came to cell phones, and I was so happy, and then immediately so upset. Yeah, because it was so watered down. Yeah. Yeah, and the controls were awkward as fuck. It, it was the worst five dollars I ever spent in my life. Yeah, hopefully they don't do anything like that. Uh, the Call of Duty mobile game is really fucking on point, though. So if they do it in that fashion, mm -hmm. they uh, hit the nail on the head. Yeah, I haven't played that yet, but all right, if you say it's fucking, it's because that's the thing. It needs to be smooth, and if it's smooth, yeah. then you're going somewhere. Yeah, it's just it's got to look that way and play that way and right. And that Call of Duty Mobile app, man, it really uh, it's like a I feel like you're playing a 360 version of it. Right. Okay. You know. Okay. That that hey, that's not bad. Which to be fair, Dead by Daylight, the graphics on it aren't really. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it really does look like 360 graphics, basically. And since you got me to play Killer on Dead by Daylight, which I haven't done since that one night, dude, that's gotta be a bitch. Playing a Killer on a phone? Yeah. That'd take a little getting used to. It's fun though, ain't it? It is definitely... Uh... I was gonna say it's more fun than playing a Survivor on Dead by Daylight, but it's... It, it, it is fun, for sure, but you you get to appreciate Survivor so much more after playing as yeah. which you told me beforehand. Playing Survivor by yourself with other people, it's, unless, you know, like, you're, you know, if you're playing Survivor like we do, mm -hmm. you get buddies in a, in a party, it's more fun than Killer. But if you're just playing it by yourself, it's more fun to play Killer. Right. Obviously. You get to go around. And then... And like you said, it teaches you a lot of shit too. So you see that like tricks and shit they use on you. It's just missing game chat. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. I wish they had that so bad. That's something they could put on the mobile. Yeah, they could. <laughs> Imagine sitting on the bus with your headphones in, playing Dead by Daylight, and cursing somebody the fuck out. Maybe a little piece of shit. Oh, got him. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> Is he talking to us right now? Yeah, he's playing Dead by Daylight. Oh. <laughs> he's playing his ghost face? Uh, alright. So, that was cool. Good, though. Yeah, it is. I'm looking forward to, to that going down. Next up, Robert England would love to voice Freddy Krueger in an animated Nightmare on Elm Street project. There you go. He found a way to put it in, didn't he? I mean, it's not the same, but it's not bad. No, man. It's like Mark Hamill's Joker. Okay. Sure, it's a cartoon, but it's still the Joker. It is Mark Hamill. Then you got Mark Hamill. Then you got Robert England, who is the Freddy. Right. And you can make it look like him, because it's an animated cartoon. Bam. And imagine the shit and the possibilities you can do in a cartoon with a little dream world and, you know, like a little fucking 
to their hands. Right, right. Mm. <laughs> that is very true. And it'd be a lot cheaper than CGI in a movie. She needs somebody to color it. <laughs> somebody to color it. <laughs> I got color. Anybody want to color this? This panel here. Can you take this? No. I about you in the back? <laughs> Don't you got kids? Bring your kids in. You know what's crazy though? They're doing like all these things like uh, Lion King and all these all this shit in live action. So it's like they're mm. taking cartoons and making them real, but it's really still all digital. And like now we can turn around. Like that wouldn't be a bad medium, man. No, no, not if they did it right, dude. Like that's crazy. Think about it. I mean, look, I'm knocking on wood. I don't even want to bring it up, but. Hopefully, many, 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 many years from now, when you know Robert England is no longer with us, like we're at the point where, like holograms too, like uh, for musicians, people are never really gone. Nah, imagine how badass that would be. Yeah, and like you look at the, you know, we're uh, hip hop fans, but you look at the the Tupac albums that they've made with just taking old shit he's done and changing his words around. To the point, like, if, if Robert England ever, like, did do this project, you, even with the older, the original Nightmare on Elm Street, you would have more than enough content to make him say whatever you want with new lines. That'd be crazy. They can definitely P. Diddy the shit out of this. <laughs> P. Diddy it. <laughs> Damn right. Oh, shit. All right, last but certainly not least. Uh, we're on a roll with people who have been on this show. Um... The new Candyman trailer dropped, Mink. Oh, yeah, that's right. Did you see it yet? You say things five times. Mm. If you say this motherfucker's name five times, you're gonna show up and shank you in the butthole. <laughs> that's pretty much what Candyman did. That's pretty much what I think he did. Like when they do from the from the back attacks, and then all you see is like the victim's face go, "Oh, I'm like, damn, he got him in the asshole." <laughs> Nancy was like, "Why do you think he? Why do you go for the asshole? Like, why do you think like that's the first place shit goes down at? Like, because I mean, like that's what I would well, go for. That's you know, like damn, <laughs> bang. I don't know. I agree. Right? Yeah. Like somebody, agree. somebody pops up." behind you wouldn't, wouldn't your instinct be to cover your asshole <laughs> yeah because if I had that free shot from behind that's where I'm hooking them that's where it's going I'm looking to see how far I can get oh, damn you know, get deep <laughs> elbow deep baby more than what you bargained for <laughs> yeah no but you damn near lose your balance and fall in that motherfucker oh, shit fuck damn then they start to walk away, and you're on the floor getting dragged. <laughs> God damn it, Stevie. <laughs> I told you to not to fucking play with my ass. I got a small puck. Both of our arms being there stuck. Yeah. Like, stop, stop. We gotta get out. No. No. I can feel him fucking tickling my tongue. Jeez. <laughs> I don't know, man. What do you think about it? You seen it? What do you think? Okay. I think, and I was looking forward to it. I was nervous about Jordan Peele. Dude, uh, there, you can also go to SlashRadio.com. By the time you're listening to this, you know, our, there's an article up there that actually I wrote. Look at me fucking go. Um, yeah. Short little thing about it. Uh, dude, I really, I think, and Jordan Peele is not directing this. I get it. But um, I don't know, man. It's something about, uh, I haven't seen all of us yet, but I've seen a little bit of it. Uh, get out. 
something about those camera angles and the way the film his films look and this had that so i don't know how much he was involved in that or or, or whatnot but there's something about his movies that really give you that higher quality look yeah right and i think that dude is fucking candy man he deserves that so dude i'm looking forward to it man uh we don't know it hasn't been confirmed if tony todd's been is going to be in it yet oh shit so they're saving that for like a little right surprise huh but from the look of the trailer my thought it, it kind of shows where the main character in this one is almost turning into Candyman. so because you see him grabbing for the hook like there's a few scenes where he's doing Candyman-ish things and mm. It would be genius if they had Tony Todd in there and he maybe didn't have like a huge role, which, you know, the, the villain doesn't necessarily need, but kind of like he's Candyman in this movie and he, he, he passes that torch onto this guy. Boom. Sequel. Nobody gets mad at you. <laughs> you get off the hook easy. Yeah, dude, that's the fucking way to do it. No. Yeah, it could be a good, could, could be the way they're doing it though, man. So. Yeah. We all gotta watch this one to find out. We all don't have to watch Chucky or nothing like that. But no. we gotta watch this one. You know what though? Come come to think of it, and we've been bitching about the Robert England Robert England thing for a while, dude. If they did one more as Robert England, and I don't know how the hell you would do that with Freddy, but maybe like you know somehow some way Freddy's soul or something gets transferred to a. The victim of the movie, something like I—I I don't know how you would do it, but something. But dude, that's genius. You get the original character. Old fans aren't pissed off. New fans are like, "Oh, this shit, it's super, all that." And then you get to do the new actor without blood, any blood on your hands. Do you think Freddy uses the Freddy that we see as a vessel, and he just has like, like it's a transformation? Um, I get what you mean. I don't, I don't get that vibe from him, because think about Pennywise. I think Pennywise does that for sure, obviously. But Freddy, I think that's more what he is, and he can just morph into whatever he wants. What do you think? I think that he uses that one as a watered-down version of what he truly is, because there was that one, I forget which one it was, it was one of the later ones, where they um, kicked him into that oven. Which one was that? Oh, um, with wasn't it Nancy and the kid that kicked him into the oven at the end? Yeah, that was New Nightmare. Was it New Nightmare? That was New Nightmare. No, 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 no. This wasn't New Nightmare. This was a different one. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna look that up as you. Well, anyway, in that one, he has a a different. He takes on like a demonic form. Right. Is this it? Yeah, I think it might be. Robert England is phenomenal. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, that's it. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, good point. Okay, now, and if you noticed, I think in Freddy vs. Jason, he has like a demon form. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Mm. Damn, look at you, Mink. I, I never thought of that. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just more fun to picture him as Freddy. 
Yeah. And we just relate to it so well because, you know, we always see it, but yeah, that's a good point. Who knows what he's doing? He is a fucking demon. Because he has, like, this Super Saiyan form to him. Like, it's like, it's like a, like, Freddy can, like, when he needs to get strong, he'll tap into, like, that more demonic side. Like, he turns into, like, super-powered form of himself. Right. I don't know if, like, maybe this Freddy that we see typically is just, like, a watered-down version of what he truly is. Right. I never thought of him like that. That, I mean, that... It's definitely valid because, you know, you look at demonic and everything, like, they, that's part of what they do. They take different forms and all that. You, you notice, like, when Robert Englund is acting as him, he's doing all that funny shit, ha uh, he, and then they'll do something to def- to offend him. Right. And then he'll kind of, like, quit talking for a minute and then give him, like, that wide-eye look. Yeah. Like, there's, like, two sides to his personality. Yeah. And that's what makes him so good. It's like, oh shit, there's a deeper fucking evil cocksucker. <laughs> cocksucker. Um, Alright, so that's it for the news. Make, we got Bill Mosley coming up, but I just yeah. wanted to... You know what? Make sure we just give him the fucking interview and then go through all the shit that he's done. Give it to him, man. Give it to him. Oh, shit. All right, guys. So um, enjoy that. We got Bill Mosley for you, and we're going to chit chat you up about him on the other side of this. Last week, we announced that we were going to have you on the show, Mr. Mosley, and here we are today. So, how are you doing, sir? Um, I'm still here. I'm still I'm still doing great. <laughs> great, great. I wanted to mention, before we get into any uh, film talk, uh, well, it's kind of film talk, I read a little something about you that you didn't land your first acting role in a film until around the age of 30, and, you know, you turn around and become one of the more higher caliber actors in the world, like, what... What made you keep pushing through to to reach your 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 goal? Well, I didn't really uh, I didn't plan to be an actor, uh, really? so that's why that's why <laughs> it took it took a while. Okay, um, you know some people are some people some people are born to it. Um, I uh, always certainly liked acting and and acted, but um, I never really thought of it as a uh, profession. Right. Uh, that it was a viable profession. I come from the Midwest, mm-hmm. like uh, Northern Illinois. My dad uh, was, you know, big. Uh, he was like, uh, uh, like uh, president of a, a company that makes uh, made railroad cars. So I have a lot of railroad men, I guess, in the family, and bankers, and you know, big tough guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. So the uh, for some reason uh, you know the uh, the idea of uh, going into the profession of acting was just not on the radar. Uh, it it became so when I when I graduated from college back in '74, uh, what I did for the first uh, say ten years there was uh, I I was an English major in college, so I wrote for a living. I worked in advertising as a copywriter, 
Um, I did. I, I worked in New York City as a freelance writer for a bunch of different magazines. Uh, so that's pretty much what I did, and uh, and it was that that uh, led me to write uh, the Texas Chainsaw Manicure, mm. uh, set in a beauty parlor on Staten Island, uh, and uh, kind of a funny five-minute film that uh, that I wrote and produced, and uh, gave myself a cameo in it as uh, Chop Top, or not Chop Top, excuse me, The Hitchhiker. Right. Um, and I did that back in 84. And um, a friend of mine, uh, that was in New York City, and then a friend of mine in Los Angeles uh, had, was a screenwriter and had an office across the hall from Toby Hooper at, I guess, Paramount, mm-hmm. back in the days of uh, Poltergeist. And uh, he saw the manicure back on VHS tape and uh, walked it into uh, Toby and Toby loved the manicure, as it turned out, and especially loved my <clears throat> send-up of the hitchhiker. Right. And uh, and my friend got me Toby's number, and I called Toby, and Toby told me all this and said, you know, if I ever do a sequel, I'll keep you in mind. And uh, two years went by. I never heard another word out of Toby, so I never really gave it much more thought. And uh, one night, uh, the screenwriter, uh, Kit Carson, uh, called me up and uh, said, uh, "You know, where do you want where do you want me to send the the script for Texas Chainsaw 2? Wow. So that's really it was it was it was like kind of a shot in the dark, like winning the lottery. Mm-hmm. You know, there are a lot of uh, professional actors who go to you know fame school. You know that, that whatever remember that TV show Fame, right? Where everybody's they're singing and dancing and you know going to auditions and you know that's the life they they want." I wasn't really doing that. And, uh, you know, I got, I got into the business, uh, thanks to, uh, Toby Hooper bucking a lot of conventional wisdom and, uh, you know, offering me the part of chop top, uh, really, and offering me the part of chop top, knowing only that I had, uh, written and produced chainsaw manicure and did my 20 seconds as the hitchhiker. <laughs> and that was it, you know, uh, I mean, I could have been, you know, just a, a total nightmare on, you know, in a hundred different ways. And, uh, but instead, uh, he guessed right. I showed up. I was excited, really fired up and, uh, really had the time of my life doing it. So after that, of course, uh, that, you know, that's all I needed to, I, you know, I remember Kit Carson's agent, uh, Kit was the writer on it and, and his agent said, you know, you're pretty good at this. You ought to go to Hollywood, you know, see how it goes. And that's all I needed to hear. I mean, that was just insane uh, for me. At the time, I had a you know pregnant girlfriend living in New York, not a lot of money, and uh, but all I needed to hear was you got to go to Hollywood, <laughs> you know. And then just the stars in my eyes and every you know the cotton went in my ears. I didn't listen to anybody else, and you know we we trekked across the U.S. kind of like you know Joseph and Mary on the ass, uh, you know, heading to Bethlehem. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, you know, fortunately, fortunately, it worked out. It sure did. And, you know, I never quite I read that and I said, there's no possible way. And I never did the math on any of your projects. And I looked and said, oh, holy crap, it sure is. And te- Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 is your second ever uh, credit that's listed. So you went in, yep. in, in a, with a bang and you've had multiple projects per year pretty much ever since, which is incredible. Yeah, you weren't kidding when you said you really went for it after that. I kind of wanted to this. I'm kind of jumping around here since you brought that up. 
But speaking of your, your projects and you've really been so active, what do you look for when you pick something? Because your range is incredible as an actor. Um, you know, uh, the first thing I look for is I, I make sure it's a, uh, you know, it's a, it's a union project, right? like a SAG film, because without that, I, I can't do it. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, look at, um, you know, there's three things you look for, you know, it, it's a SAG, you look at the budget and you look at the script. Right. And, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, I do a lot of low budget independent films and sometimes what happens is, um, that someone will they'll, they'll kind of bust the budget on getting a name or two mm-hmm. so they can sell the movie. But then that leaves very little left for other people. Right. And, um, and sometimes that includes the, uh, the stunt coordinator. Mm-hmm. So I will look at a, um, I will look at a script and I will, I will think, um, okay, well in this script, you know, I have to jump from tree to tree. Uh, they set me on fire and I get dragged behind a pickup truck on a gravel road. I'm wondering how they're going to do that. So that's, you know, I, I look for stuff like that too, where I just want to make sure that, you know, they're not going to say, you know, Bill, I mean, it would be great if you get, you know, our stunt guy is sick today and oh, <laughs> you know, God. It'd really be great if we could just, we're just going to light you on fire and drag you behind a pickup, you know, it's like, no. So I, I look for that too. That's another, that's another one how do I die and, you know, do I get beat up or, you know, right. I mean, shooting, you know, I've been shot a bunch of times. So there's, there's some things called squibs, mm-hmm. like exploding blood caps, you know, stuff like that. I'm okay with, um, you know, it's like yeah, getting, you know, burned and dragged behind a truck. <laughs> That's where I draw the line. Damn it. That's a rough day at the office. I, I agree. Yeah, it is. Shooting you is the line. So that that's fair to say. Yeah. I've I've always admired. You mentioned you've done a lot of lower budget films, and you know everyone could talk about Devil's Rejects, Texas Chainsaw, and you know the whole uh, House of a Thousand. You know those are are your your the higher end films. But I've always admired about you that you're not afraid to kind of go towards that the lower budget. And Devil's Junction is you know a perfect example. That's a movie that I seen recently that was really fun. What did you think of the finished product of that? Um, you know, I, I haven't, I, I still haven't seen it all the way through. Okay. Uh, so I can't really comment on the finished product. I can certainly speak volumes about the production itself. Right. And, uh, you know, first and foremost, I, I love Detroit. So that mm-hmm. was a big, big plus, you know, in terms of what attracted me to the project. I, I love, you know, evil puppet movies. I, I'm into mm-hmm. it. I'm a, I'm a horror fan. So that's, uh, I think, uh, an often overlooked subgenre the evil puppet movies. And, uh, so I'm, I'm totally down with that. Um, you know, uh, and working with, uh, Bill Oberst Jr. Right. was going to be a lot of fun. I knew that cause, uh, you know, I, I worked with them a, a couple of times, you know, certainly on three from hell, mm-hmm. uh, Rob zombies, devil's reject sequel. And, uh, so I knew that working with Bill was going to be a lot of fun. And I, I actually loved it. I, I loved the whole, I loved where I was staying at the Blake Hotel. I loved uh, that part of Detroit. Um, I loved working on an evil puppet movie. I love working with a director. I, I, I just, I, you know, it's, to me, it's, it's really, you know, that is a lot of fun, uh, all things considered. And I love working with Bill because at one point, you know, at the very end of the movie, not to give too much of a spoiler, but Right. We have a we have a tussle and we're about to get sucked into some kind of uh, vortex, 
And, uh, you know, a lot of times what they do is they basically, you know, have us struggling on some kind of a piece of linoleum on a green screen. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Exactly a vortex. But, uh, you know, as I was struggling, uh, you know, I could I could see Bill was like totally into it. Mm-hmm. He was like fighting. He did not want to go into that vortex. And by golly, he was going to grab me and I was going to go in. And, <laughs> and I was thinking the same thing. I'm not going in that vortex. You're going in. And, uh, you know, we basically I realized, you know, although it wasn't in a, a, a moment of revelation, but, uh, you know, that he's into it as much as I was. And that's kind of how I, you know, that's when I do my best work is when, you know, everybody's into it. You know, no one's phoning it in. No one's yawning going, you know, someday I'll do romantic comedy. Uh, you know, I mean, the people that, you know, that's why I like to work with guys like uh, Toby Hooper, Sam Raimi, George Romero, Rob Zombie. You know, I, uh, I just, you know, I, I love that. And I recently was actually in, in December, I was in uh, Japan for a month. Um, working, working on a, uh, film with a director named Sion Sono, S I O N S O N O. The movie is called prisoners of the ghost land starring Nick cage. Oh, and wow. Nick cage is totally into it. And uh, no matter how unlikely that this, the plot or the story, uh, you know, how, you know, whatever, he just looked like a guy that was totally dedicated. You know, he was into it and that fires up the cast and crew certainly fired me up because I'm into it. And that's, that's my favorite way of working when you're all in. And, um, I don't care if the movie is like, you know, if it's handy dandy, if it's like, again, like if you're, you know, if the budget is, you know, $10,000 or a million, you know, $10 million, mm-hmm. you know, you're, if you're into it, it's, it just makes it a lot easier, a lot more fun and better. It makes for better acting and, and it makes for a better experience for the audience. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree a million. I mean, that goes with anything, but on such a scale of as True. acting, and it's such a team sport when you really think about it. Yeah, I agree. If you're yeah. in, even even doing the, the, this show that we do, you know, if we have somebody on that's kind of yeah. low energy and not giving it, it's it, it's contagious on both ends. I agree. Yeah, I agree. absolutely. But you guys did a great job. I mean, I didn't. I seen devils just flipping through looking for something I haven't seen. I didn't even know you were in it. And I had seen you, I had to rewind. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> but you guys did a great job. When I looked into the movie, when we found out we, you were coming on, I couldn't believe the, you know, it looked like a higher budget movie. And I was like, wow, you guys did a phenomenal job with everything, every aspect of it. Well, sometimes low budget is actually a great incentive. You know, it really makes you work your imagination right. all, the, all the harder. Because if you can't afford it, you know, you're going to have to kind of approximate it and figure out how to think your way around you know the fact that you can't afford you know 20 million dollars for you know green screen or whatever the heck is you know and if you uh yeah so that's that's why a lot of you know young horror movie directors uh you know are you know they they come up with really cool stuff you know i paranormal activity i mean come Mm. on that that costs about you know 100 g's and uh you know it was so so smart and so scary, you know, it was yeah. a great, you know, that, and, you know, it spawned so many sequels and everything, but, you know, there's things like that where you just, you don't really have to spend a hundred million dollars. I mean, I've seen a hundred million dollars that movies that really aren't very good mm-hmm. because I think there's so much money that there's so many uh, cooks that they end up spoiling the broth. 
because you have there's so many producers, so many executive producers, so many studio people. Everybody's got a say in it, and you end up trying to please everybody, and uh, you end up uh, the the real victim is the um, is the audience. I agree. I agree. And, and hey, let's be honest. Yeah. That's how the movies and you know the Friday the Thirteenth and the how you know they didn't have huge budgets and they had to work with stuff. And right. Sometimes the mistakes are yeah. the things that become great. So I agree a million percent. Absolutely. Yeah. But um, I, I, before we wrap up, I just <laughs> I had told our listeners that you were going to be on, and I feel that there would be a group of people with pitchforks outside my home if I didn't ask you this. Three from Hell. It it was an awesome movie. It was hugely, widely successful in a lot of ways. Has there been any talks or any rumbles on a fourth installment in that franchise? Um, not, not that I know of. Okay. Um, uh, but I, I would have to say that it's it's pretty promising that uh, the three of us at the end of the movie, no spoiler intended, um, you know, are driving away from. Uh, the Mexican village with smiles on our face, right faces. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that, uh, if that's what the public wants, um, you know, it looks like, uh, the, the table has been set. Mm-hmm. You know, I certainly haven't heard of anything. Uh, and, uh, but you know, I, I, you know, I'm a professional actor. If they said, you know, we want to do more of these things, I'd say, you know, fuck. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's good. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't think of it that, you, you know, you see the ending and you kind of think, oh, maybe you never know. But I mean, hey, in the end of Devil's Rejects, you guys wrote off in a lot worse way than you did this one's and it, you got three from hell. So that's well, it's so funny because, you know, because Sid Haig and I, you know, R.I.P. Sid, absolutely. Uh, but we used to uh, sit side by side at um, at uh, horror conventions, many, many a horror convention. Right. And it was very funny because. Uh, inevitably every convention, somebody would come up to either me or Sid and say, um, they would say, uh, is there going to be a sequel to devil's rejects? Mm-hmm. And I would call over to Sid and I'd say, Sid, is there going to be a sequel to devil's rejects? And he'd go, Nope. <laughs> I'd say, how come? And then we would count to three and in unison, we'd say, because we're fucking dead. <laughs> and it's so funny that we, after 14 years, we somehow managed to get, resurrected and i had never really considered the idea that uh, the rugsville sheriff's department was such a bad shot yeah i mean here we are driving you know right <laughs> down on them they're shooting at us with rifles each one of us sid cherry and i got you know i mean uh, excuse me spalding otis and baby you know right. got 20 rifle wounds apiece how do we survive? Uh, you can really lay that to the to the bad shooting of, of the Rugsville <laughs> Sheriff's Department. I agree because you know uh, my co-host, who w- unfortunately wasn't able to make it today, one of the biggest uh, Devil's Rejects, the House of a Thousand Court, just fan- biggest fan. That you know, it's become a running joke, and we would you know obviously you do that fantasy booking, and we'd sit there and finally go, but how? And you know what? They, who cares at the end of the day? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the fact is, and I, I thought Rob did that well, because we would always, you know, certainly Sid and I, and I'm sure that many thousands of fans would speculate if, if there were going to be a third one, and, and especially when the third one was announced. Right. A lot of people were thinking, well, wait a minute, how can you, I mean, they're, they're dead. They're fucking dead. Right. And, um, you know, one of the, uh, one of the thoughts was that uh, we went to hell 
Ooh. And because we were just so bad that even the devil rejected us, hence the devil's uh, rejects, yeah. and sent us back to Earth. And I thought, I thought, you know, I thought that was kind of cool. But then, of course, what that does is that makes us supernatural. So right. that kind of takes it into a whole different direction. So it was interesting. I think, I think, just in terms of trying to basically maintain the, you know, the humanity of of uh, the rejects. That was pretty much the only way Rob could do it, that we never died. So I, I like that. Yeah. I thought that made sense. It was like, okay, this is, the, you know, and, and Rob, I like the way it kind of just says, this is it. This is, this is where, this is where it's at. And if, you know, uh, we, we ain't going to change. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, get it, get on board or, you know, you know, stay on the dock. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, obviously I was sitting there along with everyone else waiting to, okay, how, and I sat there the same way. Okay. Yeah. V- well done. Well, it, it made sense yeah. and all that. So, yeah, you just, it, just accept it. Just, you know, Hey, that's the way it is. Yeah. And phenomenal project to you guys. I, that movie blew my mind. Thank so you. you guys did uh, every aspect of that. But, um, Mr. Mosley, I appreciate your time today. You are Definitely one of our favorites of all time. And your time is, I mean, we can't thank you enough for hopping on. Well, it's my pleasure. It's great talking to you guys. Keep up the good work. And uh, let's hope there's, you know, more cool stuff to come. I uh, I know that Prisoners of the Ghost Land will probably be out sometime toward the end of the year. Uh, that should be pretty wild. I know that a new Nick Cage movie, Color Out of Space, is doing great. I, I saw a screening of that about a month ago. Really cool. Mm. Uh, and, and you know what I, I will say in finally, and I had nothing to do with it. I just, uh, was, uh, invited to a screening and took my 21 year old daughter, uh, Saturday to see the invisible man. Ah, uh, I want to see it. Lee Wanell and, uh, you know, Elizabeth Moss. And it's just coming out. I think today is opening day or no, I'm sorry. Friday, Friday. And it is so damn good. Is oh it? my God. It was so much fun. I got so worried about that because you can mess it up very easily. No, not this one. Okay, okay. I don't know if you. I don't know if you saw his earlier movie, last movie, Upgrade. I did. Fantastic, but this is yeah, this is really good. Okay, really fun, exciting, suspenseful, smart story. Elizabeth Moss, come on, man, oh. can't beat it. And I'm not in it. I, I I don't have I don't have stock in the company. <laughs> okay, so now it's Bill Mosley approved, so there's a lot more weight on it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. But all right, Mr. Mo, do, do you want to let them know where they can reach you or I mean your Twitter or any of that or Yes, it's all it's every everything is at Chop Top Mosley. Great. So it's C H O P T O P M O S E L E Y. Great. Well, thank you very much for your time, sir. Cool. You enjoy the rest of your day. Hi, Shell. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good one. Good talking to you. Thank fucking Bill Mosley. Bill fucking Mosley. You better be happy about that, too. You know? <laughs> you know. We had to do some things for that Bill Mosley right there. Yeah. We we uh, we, we, we had to get knee pads. Is all yeah, he days. He days. Bill Mosley said that the original thought of uh, Three from Hell was going to be, at the end of Devil's Rejects, the three died, and they went to to hell, and the devil, they were so bad, the devil didn't even want them, hence, you know, Devil's Rejects. 
What, what would you think about if that happened? Being the Rob Zombie connoisseur. At first, I was like, oh, damn, that's awesome. That'd be right. great. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, you know, I'm glad they didn't go that route. Yeah. Right. You know, it, it makes so much sense. And, you know, Sid Haig, unfortunately, the situation that he was in at the time, it wouldn't have worked. Yeah. For a lot of reasons. So it's a good thought. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good thought. Like, it's exciting. It's a good thought. It's a good. Maybe that'd be good for like a you know, spin off like a comic book or something. Like, you know, some right, weird shit. Right. But for the movie I'm glad they didn't do that. Yeah, yeah especially after seeing the route that they went. You know, yeah. like it was so good. Damn yeah, man. That was good. Yeah. It it brought them out of out of that element. But <laughs> Rob's gotta be rolling his eyes right now with as much as you're gonna be able to talk about Bill Mosley and Rob Zombie. Bill Mosley, Rob Zombie Everything that Rob Zombie and Bill Mosley Bill Mosley does is just incredible. When people say Bill Mosley, it's the first thing I think of is Otis. You know, yeah, damn. yeah. Well, speaking of uh, his roles, I listed off. I mean, Bill Mosley has just done a ton of work and, and so many projects. I listed off some of his um, more notable uh, film projects. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. He played Chop Top, 1986. The Blob, 1988. He had a role in that. Freddy's Nightmare, the television series in 1989. Good year. Night of Living Dead. Army of Darkness. House of a Thousand Corpses. Evil Bong. Yeah, Evil Bong. You've seen those before, right? I've seen the first one, yeah. 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 Um, Halloween, 2007. Uh, Repo was a big movie. Yeah, that was like a, another cult classic from 2008. Texas Chainsaw 3D and, uh, you know, Devil's Rejects 3 from Hell, all those. I mean, if you had to pick a Bill Mosley movie to really hang your hat on, and make, don't pick Halloween because he didn't have a huge role in Halloween. Not so, gonna Halloween. Pick Halloween. Okay. It's not going to be Halloween. Fair. As much as I love that movie and I think it's phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> it, it definitely, in terms of Bill Mosley, Right. I can't go on Halloween. No, it'd be the Devil's Rejects. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, was that your favorite one out of the three? I don't know, man. That's hard. It is. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, right now, I would say, yeah, but I don't know. It's yeah, mine. I've seen, I've seen it so many times, and I've seen House of a Thousand Corpses a lot, but I haven't seen Three for Hell a lot. Right. But right now, yeah, I would definitely say the devil's rejects for sure. And it's in like Bill Mosley and his work. I know he loved Chop Top. I know that's, you know, like his favorite to him. But right. Otis, man, like, and Otis really, Otis was, that was an Otis from Three from Hell and the devil's rejects, you know. Right. And then the, the one in House of a Thousand Corpses, that was like a different kind of Otis. Like a skeleton Otis. Yeah, yeah like more of a immature out. Otis. Right. This one, The Devil's Rejects and Three from Hell, was the more grounded, I don't know how to explain it, like a more uh, fleshed out character of him, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, dude. It's It's really, really hard to not... I mean, dude, fucking Chop Top was an awesome fucking character. 
Like he had all, all the makeup and the. It, it was just. I've I've always said it, and I think I even said it in the interview. I don't even remember, but I've always said Bill Mosley's range as an actor is absolutely incredible. And you look at all these movies that I just listed. You know, there's different things in there all over the place. But Mick, have you ever seen the movie? I think I asked you this before. Prehysteria. Prehysteria. It's not a horror movie. It's a. It's like a kids movie. Um, it's about the little dinosaurs. Right, he was in Prehistoria three. No shit. I didn't know that until looking at his IMDb. Like, I didn't at the time. I didn't realize it as a kid, but eh, some shit. You were just listing off the years, like eighty something, and he's he's an OG. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anybody who can go from doing Chop Top and Otis and playing in the Evil Bong and all that to Prehistoria kids, like his, he can do anything. It's crazy. Anytime that he's got a project going on, I love to try to catch his scenes or whatever it is because he's he's got that charisma, you know. Right. And especially with the Rob Zombie projects, whenever he had like his little, you know, like they they did their thing with Firefly and fucking Captain Spaulding, but whenever they went into Otis, he just kind of took it over, man. Like mm-hmm. No that bullshit. whole scene in the Devil's Reach, well, yeah, in the Devil's Rejects, where he was like, "I am the devil, and I'm here to do the devil's work," or some shit like that. Look in his eye, like, or you know, like all those quotes. Mm-hmm. He transforms into Otis, and it, it's really something to watch because, I mean, if you take somebody who didn't know any better and let him watch Otis and Chop Top and you know all these other characters that he played. Dude, like if you were, and plus makeup and you know all that. Like the first time I watched De- Devil's Rejects and House of a Thousand Corpses, I thought it was Rob Zombie. Like, I, you know, he really he looked nothing like Bill Mosley. So, it, I do. I've just always been impressed. And yeah, as we kind of touched on in the interview, like yeah, Bill Bill Mosley is one of the biggest names in horror, it, without question. And He's he has he he like he enjoys doing low budget horror movies like a lot of people a lot of actors they feel like you know it's beneath them it's like nah dude that that's what horror was built on shit like that oh yeah and it's fun I'm sure that he does it because he loves doing it too and that's why he's so good at it because he's doing something that he loves man yeah yeah and and believe it or not it's not the easiest thing in the world to come across. Um, these notorious actors in the horror genre who really are deep, passionate horror fans. Like, it, you know, I would say more times it would turn out that they're not than that they are. And Bill Mosley is like a fucking connoisseur. Like, he could probably sit down and he's like a horror encyclopedia. And and, and for him to like, like you said, dude, he, you gotta love this shit, man. Like he, man, he could probably just sit back and do some small shit here and there, or even pick up like a big film here and there and just be good. But no, he loves doing this. I'm looking at his IMDB right now. He has 10 movies that are either announced or in pre or post production or filming. It's a fucking machine, ain't he? Right? And he just had a movie that came out uh, this year. He had one, damn, two, three, four, five, I gotta scroll, six, seven, eight, nine, ten movies that came out last year. 
wow. That's, that's crazy. Machine, dude. And, and plus, at his age, what he's doing? Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, oh my God, he's 68 years old? Yeah, dude. I thought he was like late 50s. No, he's just fucking got that youth in him, man. He's, he's up there. Wow. That is fucking wild, man. And for him to look as good as he did, especially in his draws as Otis. Yeah, right. Like he was at Skibbies. He's at Skibbies, boy, holding it down. Doodle Brown. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So yeah. when that movie came out in last year, and then Devil's Rejects came out, what, 10 years before that? Devil's Rejects came out. Ah, oh, fuck. Where did it go? Devil's. Uh, Devil's Carnival. Devil's Tomb. Devil's Rejects. Two thousand and five. Five. Damn. House of a Thousand Corpses. Years ago. Was oh three. Jesus. Damn. Yeah, I fucking wish I looked as good as him now. Right. God damn. That's incredible. But yeah, dude, I mean, for him to be this active, like, I highly doubt he needs to. Hold on. Let me see if it's on here. Dude, I mean, not not to count the dude's pockets or nothing, but Bill Mosley is worth $2 million. That's a lot of money. And he's still working harder than a majority of actors, especially of his caliber with his resume. Probably damn near all of them with his resume in this genre. Dude, he loves it. He uh, he has a passion for what he does, man. That's for sure. Like even when we did the first interview, like he 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 touched on how like it was being on set, and, and you know, like a lot of people they want to just talk about the movie that's coming out but he really wanted to take the time to express you know how it is with the art and doing things and performing and and the acting perspective of it active the acting perspective of things because it's more to the movie than just people role-playing a character like you really got to put yourself into that mind frame and become that person that's what acting is Mm -hmm. so he he loves talking about that process yeah Dude, not just right. okay well three from hell came out let's talk about three from hell and that's all it is and you know a scary movie yeah, he enjoys talking about the process he breaks it down you know what was going on behind the scenes he said nobody's trying to step on each other's toes and ad lib and stuff like that like that's deep like he's putting in the set how it was when they said action right yeah and you know i think that's also i mean obviously that that's an, an, an attribute of him that you don't you don't always get but dude that's the thing too like the first time he was on with us he was doing a media run he probably had about a million calls that day we only had 10 minutes with him this time we had a little over 20 like he's a busy dude like we could probably sit and talk to the, to bill mosley for about four hours if yeah. he had the time like he's that interesting of a dude and he's that that dedicated to that craft to where you know and and not only that like we want to know about that stuff like a lot of people jump right into oh, okay so you know devil's rejects three from hell yeah yeah that's cool we want to talk about that but you know like i i the first thing i asked him was like you got such a late start in acting what happened like <laughs> we want to know his story 
Yeah. I'd like to have them on and do like a chop top mm. discussion with them. Cause I know he, he really enjoys that character. It's yeah. That's his baby, I guess. Yeah. And even Anytime, in time, man, you can't have a conversation with Bill Mosley and he not mentioned chop top. We haven't yet. Yeah. And that's the thing, man. Like he's uh, te- the original Texas chainsaw came out when, uh, uh oh 74 yeah it came out 74 so i mean he him being the horror buff that he is like dude this is he had a chance to be part of a franchise that he probably he fell in love with and was iconic and all that stuff so and he gave it his all like still to this day dude fucking that texas chainsaw 2 that he was in came out in 1986 that was like what 34 fucking years over three almost three and a half decades ago and he still go talks about it like a little schoolboy. he gets so happy about it well he got to reclaim it again i think in 2013 didn't he he did not the right the the movie had the rights to texas chainsaw but they didn't have the rights to chop top go fucking figure oh right damn so he did. That's the thing, man. He played this thirty-four years ago, and he still gets giddy talking about it. That's awesome. That's fucking. That's why cool. I'd like to have him on and just do like a chomp chomp thing. That might be a three-hour episode. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, I think it's safe. He's definitely he's one of my favorite actors. That we forget about just the horror genre, just in general. Definitely one of my favorite people that we've spoken to, Bill Mosley, by far. He is. He's such a genuine person. So hopefully he remains uh, a slasher radio advocate and wants to come back and give it it to us good about old Chop Top. Hell yeah. He could call call me at like 4 o'clock in the morning and I'd sit there and talk to him. All damn day. We'll work the next day if say fuck it. We can get up, get dressed, still on the phone. <laughs> I put it on speaker in the shower. Put it on pulling Uncle Nini. Yeah, right. yeah, for real. But um, yeah, I mean, I hope I, I think they enjoyed that. Man, it's Bill Mosley. What's not to like? Yeah, uh, we we really, really, really appreciate you guys listening to us and stuff like that. But we really hope that you guys appreciate the content that we're getting for you because you know it's not easy being who we are you know and um, amongst the masses of all these giants out there and inside this industry and right we're getting you bill mosley and fucking tony todd and john cassier and stuff like that so we're working hard we hope that you guys really appreciate it we do appreciate the support they have but um you don't get this shit anywhere else it's it's, <laughs> it's fucking two times bill mosley with fucking clock and uncle stevie joke wait you started out so humble and immediate, eh, you don't get this shit anywhere. <laughs> you don't get this shit nowhere else. You know, where else are you going to get a place that literally has beef with Katie Featherston? That's true. That's true. But, make wait a minute. I mean, you got to remember, according to a certain company, we always get beat to the punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. According to a certain fucking uh, clock checker <laughs> over there, and I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say what kind of place. But it rhymes with banging Horius. <laughs> his name is more than a fucking Chippendale strip dancer. Gee. Said they're going to beat us to a punch. Yeah. Well, 
You don't know how bad and how fast we can punch. You can ask our Uncle Steve. We we punched him in the ass a couple <laughs> times real good. Yeah, we got that quick draw. <laughs> Before you know it, we're so glad that we were just talking about that and getting so deep that we fall in. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Chippendale dancing you bastard. Remember you, Cocksucker. Huh. We're going to remember you and Katie when we're at the top. That's right. Cocksucker. Right. <laughs> I got to get that damn sound effect. Good well, I don't even need it. Let's just ask you to say it. <laughs> <laughs> All I want to do is just, just fucking get to a point where I can go to a fucking red carpet meeting or whatever and then see Katie Featherston there and I just pull out my clock. Oh, my God. And I hope you she's see. standing next to Matt Damon. So when I do it, I'll be like, yo, look at my clock. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> if you ever look Matt Damon in the eye and say, yo, look at my clock. <laughs> I hope he takes his phone out and takes a picture of it. I, I was just going to say, Big, I think he'd be so proud he'd shed a tear. I'm like, damn, man, I got to tell Ben about this. <laughs> he'd call, he'd FaceTime Ben. Like, ben, look at this. Look. Oh my god, is that his cock? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's his cock. Holy Hold on, shit. let me edit Mark. Hold on, let me call Mark. Mark, you gotta check this out. What is it, a black cock? No, it ain't black. <laughs> but it's a cock. Oh, Jesus Christ, who's he? <laughs> Apparently he's banging Katie Featherston. Oh my god. She'd be throwing well, I ain't banging her. I'm not banging her. Well, why'd you pull your cock out on Because I don't like her. Well, wait a minute, what? So he goes around pulling cocks out on people he don't like? <laughs> I gotta call Bill Belichick. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> but wait a minute, like Bill doesn't quite have that New England thing to like. How how would he approach that? I think he wouldn't say anything except for he's got to focus on the game ahead. It's a nice cock, but right now it's not his interest. <laughs> He'd probably like look at it, grab his glasses, put them on, look at it again, and then hang up. And then text him back. Don't forget to call Stephen King. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stephen King will write a trilogy about you. And then you got Mark Wahlberg, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, <laughs> all on the phone with Stephen King over a cock. Oh, with you standing there with your fucking dick out. Cock out. And it would get embarrassing because at that point it's been out for so long. Yeah, can I put it away now, guys? No, no, wait. No, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't put the cock one, one more phone call. Oh, my God, who's it going to be now? <laughs> Like, I don't know. Who the hell else is a Boston bastard? Beaner. Oh, oh, I know, I know. Hold on one second. We got to go call Portnoy. <laughs> oh, Vink. Hold on. Holy shit. Get Davy Boy on there. He'd get mad at you. Holy shit. Is that his cock? <laughs> That's what Mark said. Hold on, wait a minute. Everybody knows the rules. I give it a, I give it a solid 3-4. Oh, you fuck. One suck, everybody knows the rules. One suck, everybody knows the rules. <laughs> that is that. So, Frankie, I'm minding my own business. You know, FaceTime. I look at my phone. It's Matt Damon. I said, all right. I answer the call. And the next thing I know, I'm looking at some dude's clock. I'm like, what the fuck is this clock? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? It's a cock. It's a cock. You know what, you fuck me? Huh. You finally found a way to not get the word <laughs> bleeped. Like, you can't bleep that. It's too funny. <laughs> like, it's not even technically. No, it's just you fun. found a way. It's a, it's, there's a will 
find everything. I want you to know because of you, by the way, I can now on a, like when I'm, when I'm editing and I look at, you know, the little lines going up and down for the voices, I can tell just by the lines what, where is. Really? Yeah, I like usually if I have to edit something out or whatever, bleep it, I'll have to like record a piece and be like, okay, is this the right? I can highlight perfectly without even checking it. Damn, man. <laughs> at least with your voice tone, I've gotten very good at it. Fuck. <laughs> Does it look the same when I say normal? When you say normal, every time it looks the same. This, I don't know what this will look like yet. Fuck. <laughs> There's a big difference. There is. See, now we're going to get one that's bleeped and one that's not. So you got sucker and then clock sucker. See, you got away with one there. Sucker, clock sucker. Clock. 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 Have fun beeping those. Clock. I got a clock. Wow. Well, I mean, now that you pulled your dick out on everybody in Boston, I don't know quite what else we can do. I don't know. I think that's about that's about it. That is about it. Um, all right, guys. Well, <laughs> that's a lot of cock. <laughs> a lot of cock, you guys. Get some sleep out there. Put a blanket over your cock. It's cold. <laughs> It'll freeze your cock. What I like to do is I get some hot cocoa. I'll sit down on the couch and I put a blanket over there and I'll put the mug right on top of my cock. <laughs> Wait, that doesn't sound like a bad idea. Your pajamas, your underwear, and then your blanket. That kind of like prevent it from burning. I call right. it hot. I call it hot clock cold. <laughs> hot clock cold. Wow! I never thought that's like a. It's kind of like a like a heating blanket for your clock. Oh, it feels great. <laughs> I gotta try that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna burn out my Keurig. <laughs> He's making too much coffee. So what if I cook up? He ran out of pods three weeks ago. He's just fucking boiling water at this point. Holy day. He's not even drinking it. <laughs> it gets cold, he puts it back in the microwave. Oh, fuck. You filthy cocksuckers. Don't forget to check out the website. Don't forget to fucking tune in every other fucking week with the live show. We are a bunch of filthy, dirty cocks. And you can also go on to uh, wherever you like to listen to your fucking little podcast. And check out the previous shows. If you don't, you're a cocksucker. And don't forget, uh, say hi to your your mother for me. <laughs> That's right. And uh, check us out on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Mikey's Dead on Twitter, man. <laughs> Make where, where are you at? At Bobby Spencer with two R's. Wow, that was <laughs> a lot of fun. Um, yeah, Bobby said it, guys. Go check out the damn website. Quiet out loud. And thanks for supporting us. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Good night from Slasher Radio. Damn. All the best from Slasher Radio Podcast.
fucking being town cocksuckers. They need a good cock anyway. <laughs> they haven't had a solid cock in a while, man. Think about it. When's the last time they had a decent fucking cock? David Ortiz. But that was a steroid cock. That's true. And even even at that, it's been a while. He's been retired for a minute. Would you say... John Cena. John Cena, yeah. He's from Boston. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Cock second. <laughs> I was going to say Johnny Damon, but then he went to the Yankees. Yeah, his, his clock got removed for a cock. He lost his cock. <laughs> he lost his clock. What about when he loses it on the fucking plane ride? Like he what? lost his clock. He took his clock. Um, Veritech, yeah. Who do you yeah. think is the king clock of all of Boston? Tom Brady. Tom Brady out yeah, of all of Boston. He's got it. He's who else? Um, How many rings the clock sucker got? I'd say Larry Bird. Yeah, at one time, yeah. But how long do you get to keep the golden clock? The golden clock. It's got to be passed down to somebody. Right. You can't. You should have get off the pot with the clock. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, Tom Brady's got a clock. Yeah. For now, he's the clock. But his clock's going to be leaving New England, so. Yeah, that's another thing, too. He's no longer going to be the clock there in New England. He's losing his clock. They're gonna. He's losing his clock. They're gonna have to replace it and find a new clock. Whose clock is it gonna be? If they there's win another the Super Bowl, Belichick gets it. They say that there's a new dude that's playing in Boston on the Celtics. That's real good. Tatum. Yeah, Tatum. But he might nah. be the clock. He don't make. Nope. Nah, not yet. Not yet. Not God yet. All right. Uh, I like then. him, but he don't get the clock yet. He's got a clock, but not the clock. Oh, shit. <laughs> Shit. Will it be Kurt Schilling? Eh. King Clock. The bloody sock with the clock. <laughs> I don't know. I would I would let Mark Wahlberg keep it before Schilling. No. Yeah, no. He never played sports. Yeah. But okay. I mean, if you're just talking in generality. Yeah. Like, you know, like, yeah. Just Mark the clock. Wahlberg. Yeah, just clock alone? <laughs> just clock. Yeah, you got to give it to the man from Dorchester with the clock. <laughs> man from Dorchester. For sure. Oh, He's shit. The big clock. Stevie likes power. Power. Yeah, it's good. Watch it. It's good. I'm like, Stevie, I tried it. I don't like it. No, it's good. Oh, you got to check it out. You got to watch it. He watch talked it. me into going to a freestyle concert. Uncle Stevie? Yeah, go with him next month. Who is he gonna fucking do there? He make freestyle was his shit, Mink. Was it? Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Like old, like yeah, that. old school yeah. freestyle. DJ yeah. Bad Boy and shit. Mm-hmm. Rob Bass. Yeah. That's his. Mink, that's his selling point to me. Rob Bass is gonna be there. Rob Bass. You know you want to check out Stevie B. Yeah, like, and he cornered me. He called me, me, and I I looked at it for a second. I'm like, ah, hey, some of that shit can go hard, man. They got that one song that comes out. Oh, they got some good shit. They do. They go go hard, No, no, no. But I'm gonna have to watch Stevie try and stand there and dance. It's a two step. 
<laughs> Two step with a little meow. Take me, take me in my arms. Come and suck my cock. Oh man, hell yeah, this shit. Sometimes it goes hard, man. Yeah, he tricked me though, make that fuck. Go in there and fucking shove your finger so far up his ass that he yaks. Yeah, he, make, he said he's gonna stand up and dance, and I'm gonna sit in my seat and blow him while he's dancing. <laughs> and he's gonna sell me to the people sitting around us. You know what you do? You know what you do, mate? What you get? You get drunk as fuck before you even go, and you Good point. you make you make yourself a problem. <laughs> That's true. They won't invite me anywhere anymore. <laughs> That's that is how you handle that. Get yourself so fucking drunk. That is how you then not only that, you'll have a good time. Yeah, I'll enjoy it a lot more. You'll enjoy the shit out of it. You might even like it. Yeah, that's true. But that's his selling point to me. Rob Bass. Rob Bass is going to be Rob Rob Bass, Jimmy. All right. (laughs) Tell Uncle Stevie not to forget his Zumbas. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Steve, you got a small cock? Steve, you got a small cock there, cocksucker. I got a small cock. <laughs> Welcome to Slasher Radio. <laughs>